catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No music, no intro. Another hashtag Saints Twitter podcast episode. Um, we're we're pumping them out. Uh, joined as always with Ryan. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at that boy Wolf. We actually got a. I think we're, this is is this considered big time? Like someone from the NFL Network decided to grace us with, yeah. his, with his appearance on on the pod. Uh, NFL Networks, NFL.com's one and only Greg Rosenthal. You can follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal. He is a part of the wildly popular around the NFL uh, podcast. Um, he does another podcast with his best friend. He doesn't even qualify to get like a stimulus check. Like that's how good it is to be Greg. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you should be treating you should be treating it as a big time guest. You got to start, you know, making those big time moves. We got to up the production game here. You got to let me know more than two minutes before the show that I got to be on Zoom. It's like. Uh, <laughs> like what is this like my my preschool class with my son like <laughs> I'm walking around my neighborhood right now uh Bridge is trashing it'd be, up i it'd guess be, <laughs> it'd be it'd be too it'd be too loud it'd be too loud in my house right now they're going to bed kids are going to bed it's 8 30. what that's too late you're now you're judging no i'm just kidding my daughter goes to bed at the same time i can't even say anything <laughs> it's uh it's new rules you know it's new rules in the pandemic for real uh i'd rather you know stay up a little later sleep a little later we don't have you know they don't have to go anywhere in the morning that's one it's probably the best single thing about about all of this is that you don't have to rush out of your house first thing in the morning it's 8 30 later for you for for the kids it's a little later because i got i got like a you know a five-year-old uh son and you know my my wife keeps it pretty pretty locked down, pretty you know set up. So we're we're a day away from the NFL draft. We're <laughs> we're gonna hit some some NFL things, but we 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 brought you on the podcast because Ryan and I feel sometimes that as Saints fans, sometimes you don't want to hear about Saints things. We're gonna talk about the Saints, but as fans of the NFL, we have to get like a broader sense of view of the league and where the NFC, NFC South stands, draft, off season. Um, so I'll kind of start it off in terms of with all the craziness that's happened within the NFC, the Bucks, Brady, Gronk, Bridgewater, Carolina, uh, Falcons or whatever. But like, how do you, as the, before the draft tomorrow, 
where do you see the NFC right now in terms of a of a division? The NFC South or the whole conference? The NFC South. I mean, I, I think the Saints have the best roster in the NFC. And they're the team that, you know, if I'm making like kind of the list of like teams, I'd be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs, which is sort of how I value it. You know, they would, they would probably be atop that list for the NFC. So like you have to start there with the division, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Bucks are, you know, on paper a lot better. I think their defense is the reason why I believe in them a little bit more. They finally have some people in the secondary and, and up front. And I like what Todd Bowles did. So they're, they're frisky, and I think either of the other two teams could be frisky. It's probably, uh, along with the NFC West, I think the best division in football. But, man, the Saints, Sean, Payton, Sean Payton's feeling so good, he doesn't even need to do an off-season program. That's how good he's feeling about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I look at the Saints roster, and I feel pretty good about it. You know, obviously I could pick it apart, you know, Pete, Andrews Pete or, you know, linebacker <laughs> position or, you know, things like that. But that's that's just a fan's take. But when you look at it from a global view, it's a pretty good roster. But, I mean, with the Bucks, I mean, you're, you're, you're a Patriots fan. You know, you're mm-hmm. well-known. You know Brady well. You know Gronk well. You know that connection. I mean, realistically, if it works out, let's just say it works out, what does that look like for the Bucks? Like, what does it working look like? Mm. Is it a Super Bowl? Is it what? I don't think you can rule them out. And, you know, when I say that about the Saints, like, I'm understanding that following this, following the NFL, like, the hardest thing to do is stay good year after year, is to to kind of make the playoffs or make the final eight teams year after year. And it almost never surprises me if any team doesn't do that, you know, because it just, other than the Patriots, for the most part, and it just doesn't happen that the, the saints the last three years are as consistent as anyone. So yeah, I think they will be in the mix, but if you told me the bucks that it did break right because bowls and that defense are highly competitive top 10 type of defense, which I could totally see. And that Brady is making good decisions with, you know, a, a great cast of characters around them and, and winning some lower scoring games too. In addition to also being able to score, like they, they are absolutely a contender, but you could say that about like, eight or nine teams. I really don't see, and I think last year played out that way, that that halfway through the season, you could see a ton of teams being in the mix, and, and that's just how it goes. And I, I think the Bucks would have a chance. Why not? <laughs> oh, great. Are you, I, are you surfing right now? I'm walking around. Why, what's going on? Am I like, <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. Um, so, what what are your thoughts on I mean the Saints didn't add a lot in terms of during the offseason, but the big kind of piece that they did add to complement Michael Thomas was adding Emmanuel Sanders. Um, from the outside perspective, like what were your thoughts on on them adding help in terms of additional wide receiver weapons for for Drew Brees in the offense? Yeah, I thought that was a great move. And I wouldn't be shocked if they got another in the draft. I mean, what do you guys think? I, I, I could see them going in a lot of directions. I could, I could see them being the team that takes Jordan Love, which would probably annoy Saints fans. But sitting at 24, like, I could see adding another receiver to that group because they really don't have anything else that's screaming, and, and that's where the, the value might be at that point in the draft. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, wide receiver is definitely, from what we're hearing, wide receiver is, you know, it's it's one of the key positions that they'll be looking at at 24. And, um, and uh, Jordan Love is a real thing. It's not, you know, it's not smoke. It's like, <laughs> like if he's there, there will be a decision to make. And you all know the whole Patrick, Patrick Mahomes thing from a mm-hmm. few years ago. You know, will, will Sean Payton look at that and like, can, will I pass this up again? You know, I think he'd make the move if if I'm pretty much ninety percent sure if Jordan Love is there, he's pulling mm-hmm. the trigger on it. You know, that'd be he's fun. Not, I don't know. It's scary, but it's he's fun. not Patrick Mahomes though. He's not Patrick no. Mahomes. He's fun, no. and and I and I just watched him this week, and he's a lot of fun. In some ways, he's even he is just a freak, and I could see why a, a guy like Sean Payton could think that he could make him into a superstar. And who knows, he might be right. But Love has a lot more red flags in terms of oh, just yeah. make, making bad decisions. And he, he seems like that boomer bust guy that, that guys take with late first or second, and it usually doesn't work. But it, I, can, yeah. I can totally get why a team would do it, because he's, he's wild to watch. Well, I know the draft isn't your expertise. You're, you're no Mark Sussler, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it this year. I think I'm more into it. I was just talking about this with my wife, not to cut you off. I'm sorry, Adam, but she said you're more into the draft this year than like any time I can remember. I think it's because there hasn't been any sports. So yeah, there's, like, there, there's nothing to do. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, like, see people, you know, but there's a lot with the kids. I feel like I'm busier and on some level because of the kids, but it's just like, when was the last time I wasn't like doing something related to sports every day? So I might as well do this. Um, yeah, so then, I th- go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, since you're a, a certified draft expert this this draft season, uh, <laughs> what are like just some of the general general takeaways in terms of just guys that you watched and who you, you know you like you know mm. watching and things like that? Doesn't matter position, anything. Well, just because it's the last thing I did, I was thinking about the running backs, how I I do think that there's a a time in the draft where these running backs have value. I think this is a pretty good running back class, and I get not taking, you know, a guy in the first unless you think he's really, really special, and and DeAndre Swift might be that guy. But I think the value started hitting you, like, in the second round, like a second-round running back if you need a running back uh, in the right system. You want them on your rookie contract. He's going to end up – having more value, uh, especially a guy like J.K. Dobbins, who I really like. I like Cam Akers a lot. Like, to me, those guys are going to help your team more than a ton of the premium position picks that end up getting taken in front of you. And, they, and they're, like, safer evaluations. It depends what kind of team you are. But if you're a team that's, like, ready to go and that's going to add something to you, like the Bucks, for instance, who I think will be taking one uh, early. Like, these guys, I think it's a good class. It's a lot of guys that would have been first-rounders 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, like J.K. Yeah. Dobbins w- would have been a first rounder 15 years ago. He just would have. Jonathan Taylor, who I'm not as in love with, he would have been a first rounder 15 years ago too. He would have been a top 15, oh. 20 pick. It's just a different league. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love I love the running backs. Obviously, the wide receivers are the uh, are the showcase. Any wide receivers? I mean, you have any faves so far? Anybody that you know that, that you can you can see just balling out on Sundays? Yeah, Denzel Mims was awesome. I uh, I gave him to the Saints with uh, we did a, like a mock draft thing on NFL yeah, Network, yeah, I and I just I just thought that would be fun. That would be like a fun pick. He's so 
athletic. I didn't really see what the problems were with him. I know he, he had some drops his senior year, but it wasn't it wasn't a crazy amount, and he was playing through a broken hand. And the athleticism, like his – when I saw that his three-cone drill was, like, the best in, in the league, I thought, oh, maybe the Patriots might take him. Because that's, that's all they take is three-cone drill guys. And he, to me, had, like, very little downside. His ball skills were, like, insane. I don't know. I sort of – I fell in love with him. But I like a lot of the guys that could be available there. T. Higgins, uh, if the Saints ended up taking him, like, I, I could totally – get with that too I, I think he'd be a great pick there um I am I am the certified T Higgins truther and I, I have been so I I don't think he's going in the first I think he's going to go a lot like in the second or uh, you know for whatever reason um why well, yeah he's not he's not like for whatever reason he has his detractors but but I don't know. I think one thing I'm looking forward to, I hope people are right about this, is that the conventional wisdom of where guys are going is going to be more wrong than usual. And like, it wouldn't, like, if you told me T. Higgins was the fourth receiver off the board, that certainly wouldn't, there wouldn't be a shock. But I, I don't think that would be. So I have, a, I have a question in terms of kind of the NFC and the hierarchy. Um, do you, do you believe that, the Packers are truly as good as they were last year? No, no. I'd throw them sort of in, you know, after the Saints and the 49ers, to me, I would throw almost everyone else into a bucket of like, you know, you might make the playoffs. You might not. Of course, you're going to have high expectations if you're, if you're the Packers or if you're the Eagles or Seahawks but like no one else really to me is our teams where I'd be stunned if they did not make the playoffs and I would definitely include the Packers in that there's a lot to like and I think the defense could get better it, it almost underperformed a little it was very streaky um, but there's something about the coaching staff and and Rodgers hasn't quite been at his best that like it, they did not look like a 13 and 3 team they, they felt more like a 10 and 6 type of team and, and maybe they'll get better but but it wouldn't surprise me if they don't. Uh, I mean, I, I know you've been pretty high on the Falcons in the in the past. I, I, I for me as a, you know as a Saints fans, we obviously hate them. They're a rival, you know. They no matter what their record is, when we play them, you know it's you know we we either lose or it's like a it's a you know slobber fest. But uh, like, have you figured out what was wrong with them last year? Like, was it a talent thing or? Mm. Like, I, I just can't put my finger on it with, like, what really went wrong. Because the talent wasn't that different from, like, the Super Bowl roster. No, I've, I've been wrong about the Falcons a lot. It's been too high on the Falcons. I mean, um, I I guess I just bought – I bought the Kool-Aid. Like, after they made it to the divisional round and barely lost to the Eagles the year after they won the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, this team, it's young. It's going to be together for a long time. And, uh, like, it's getting better. I think it's just going to be one of those teams. And it's seven and nine the last two years, and it wasn't injuries last year. You're right. They're just they're just kind of soft on defense. Like, Dan Quinn's defense has never really worked. They've had all the guys. They've put all the resources, and they're just kind of soft. And they've had a couple little stretches where they weren't, and, and they made the playoffs in those. But otherwise, he's been there five years, and they're, and they're pretty soft, and they're supposed to be a defensive team. And they don't look any better on paper right now. They, they look worse on paper defensively. Do you sticking with the same theme of the Falcons? So there's like this, this like I don't know if it's buzz or like mumbling that either a there's been a regression 
and Matt Ryan's game, and then two, and I don't buy this, but potentially so you, you're just bringing me on so I can slam the Falcons. I, I like, I, I get it. So first of all, I don't. My number one team I hate the most. It isn't the Falcons. It's 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 been the Forty Niners, but that's mm. that's neither here nor there. Um, that's because you went to that game in San Francisco. <laughs> that is exactly why. <laughs> 100%. But that said, um, do you do you buy into that? And also, do you buy into potentially the Falcons looking to draft their quarterback? Um, I, I buy that Matt Ryan played worse last year. He He's young enough. He's 34 that, you know, the way quarterbacks are playing now, like I don't think that necessarily means he's like going into some big decline. He could be better again this year, but he definitely uh, didn't make as good decisions. Wasn't as accurate last year. I was disappointed. Um, they're they like as badly as you know, or paying them for soft defense. Like they weren't that far away from being a nine and seven, ten and six type team. They had a lot of close losses. They weren't terrible. They've just been you know very average. Uh, with their share of bad luck the last two years in terms of injuries and losing close games. But either way, you thought they would be better than average, and, and that's that's all they've been you know, at, at best. And then could you see them addressing potentially, I don't know, a first round, but potentially taking a quarterback in the first round if, if that person's there and they feel like no. he's the guy? I don't think so. No, I think they just pay bad, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they, he's 34, and th- that used to be old, and, may, you know, who knows, maybe he will fall off a cliff, but it's like, it's like five years younger than Philip Rivers, who just got $25 million, you know what I mean? It's, it's eight years younger than Tom Brady, not that he's going to be, not that Matt Ryan's Tom Brady, but he, they're not worried about Matt Ryan. If Matt Ryan is, plays that bad, they know they're all going to lose their jobs anyways, you know, he's their guy. <laughs> Uh, now with the uh, with the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, obviously you can't predict anything with them. I mean, it's a completely new roster, front office, ownership, you name it. You got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, well known as Dan Hansis points out his six yard his six air yards <laughs> per attempt. But now I gotta go and I gotta hear that on this show too. It's like every host no. I go to is just no, making look, I like, fun of Teddy. Uh, no, I like Teddy. You know, Teddy's my guy, but Teddy went undefeated I, for you guys. You guys should, yeah, you guys should no. love Teddy. He, he, I mean, I mean we'll love him forever, you know. Who knows? Although maybe he, if he maybe if he was starting that playoff game, maybe they would have won, you know. All right, all right. Calm down. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, I I blocked a lot of people saying that, you know. So. <laughs> It would it would sort of be an honor to be blocked by you. I mean, I would I would miss the retweets and miss the jokes, but uh, I would feel like I've you know I, I've really achieved something to be blocked by you. <laughs> no, no, I've I've been mad at your takes before, but you still hadn't got the block. So. <laughs> I, but I, I yeah, with the, the Panthers, Panthers, yeah, like what do you even expect from him? It's like I'm just I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't I don't know. They're they're probably. I'd have to think about it, but they might be the team I have the least like feel of anything of what they're going to do. Just because Matt Rule, you think is going to be a little different than than a lot of the head coaches out there. It's a little bit like Kingsbury, you know, a year ago. It, it, the yeah. difference being though is that there's not a lot of NFL coaches on that staff, even like assistant coaches on defense either. So yeah. it's just it's a total mystery. But they're not. 
you could say this about about 26 teams you know it's like they're not a it's not a terrible roster I don't people are saying like oh they should blow it up it's like they have too many good players to blow it up and if he's a decent coach it's like they it's not that hard to win seven or eight games I, I feel like if a couple things break your way if, if they were better than that then he he'll show that he's going to be a hell of a coach and going to be a problem for you like I, I think Teddy can win if if the right things are, are kind of set up for him I mean Joe Brady was literally a like a low-level right. Saints offensive assistant like a low-level guy I, I barely knew who he was and he just, I mean, he rips apart, rips apart the college, you know, the college uh, college football last year. And now he's a freaking OC. And it's like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just so interested to see what happens because I, I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't even think about kind of the Saints um, angle there. I mean, obviously, you know, I know Joe Brady's from the Saints. And it is crazy, like, catching up on these, you know, prospects because watching – uh, Jefferson and, and Burrow in their running back, you know, in preparation for the draft, you, you know, you can't help but appreciate their offense. It was like they were running, you know, the Saints offense, a pro offense, and they were playing a bunch, a bunch of like, you know, college teams. I mean, that's what it looked like. But you, yeah. you can't tell if it was like how much of it was talent because it was a very talented team. Um, and how much of it is just Joe Brady about to come into the NFC South and uh, be the guy that Sean Payton never saw coming. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah, just crazy. end it, end, end, end the the whole thing. You know, poor, uh, poor Lombardi, uh, Joe Lombardi, the Saints Ooh. quarterback coach, <laughs> who was supposed to be like the next Sean Payton in in Detroit. Also, poor, poor, poor uh, Pete Carmichael, who's just always just gonna be just, <laughs> just, just, just in his place. So, um, you are unofficially the um, hashtag swirl tendencies when it comes to black quarterbacks. Um, mm. So you, you have this, this love for them, Cam, Winston. I mean, not a, uh, you know, it's not a blanket statement, but yeah, fair. Um, so don't, don't forget Gino. Like, it's, it's a yeah, long Gino's one. big. I jumped off. I jumped off EJ Manuel pretty quick. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> um. So that said, um, there's a like there's this, you know, mumbling potentially that I I don't know if I buy it with so much cam, but potentially the Saints at some point, obviously after the draft, may bring in Jameis and try to have another Teddy Bridgewater situation with him. Um, if that ever were to happen, would you think that a he would you know accept being a backup at least for a season and could? Wait, did you just say the Saints? Yeah, you were cutting out for a second. I didn't know. I have not heard anything about that. Has, yeah, has... there's 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 some some mm. some whis- some whispers. Um, in terms of, do you? I guess long like, do you think he's salvageable? Oh, for sure. I mean. He had his problems last year, but you can't be that bad and throw for 5,000 yards. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, he, he, he obviously has inherent problems that maybe, maybe the best quarterback coach like Sean Payton can't, can't fix. Um, but he's still better than a lot of starting quarterbacks out there. He still, still does a lot of things at a really high level, including, like, you know, some next-level quarterbacking thing. That's, that's the thing that probably drives coaches crazy about him. I think Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a similar guy to me 
who I think sees the game very well and calculates like risk on certain things just at a totally different level that people people and it's helped Ryan Fitzpatrick you know kind of max out his but you don't want you don't want your franchise guy to be like that I do think by the way Winston um Winston if he went to New Orleans I mean if he was going to sign it would be because you know he wants to learn from Drew Brees and he's cool state stepping back for a year and he sees the potential of, of possibly taking over it would it would actually be the best thing he could possibly do and it would shut up all the day Taysom Hill believers which which would be a fun kind of side effect <laughs> whoa Taysom Hill heat where is this coming from well it's just like everyone all we ever hear uh, here's the next Steve Young and yet oh they're they're maybe gonna take a quarterback in the draft or maybe they're gonna sign Jameis Winston it's like uh, if he was actually the next Steve Young you know but you you would let him play over Teddy Bridgewater yeah, the thing is, Sean Sean Payton loves Taysom, but like, ask ask Sean Payton about tight end Josh Hill, and you would think Josh Hill is like the best tight end since you know, you know, since at you know Antonio Gates or whatever. I mean, that's just Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. The only thing I will say for Taysom is that he, whenever this pandemic is over, he earned me essentially like a drink and dinner on you. So. I'll always be appreciative of Taysom Hill that's for that. True. That's true. I said he would not get a first-round tender. And, uh, you know, you have you know your team better better than I do. That's for sure. Um, do you have any any other thoughts leading up to the draft tomorrow? Any thoughts overall on well, – I mean, we didn't even really touch on, on the AFC, really. I guess we can go around, to quote Dan Hansis. Uh, just quickly touch on the AFC and kind of how do you view – the AFC as a, as a whole? Well, the chief, I mean, I'm not breaking any ground here that the chiefs and the Ravens going into the year are, are the teams that, like I said, kind of are in that category of if they didn't make the playoffs, something went seriously wrong. And then there's like a million, there's a million other teams. There's, there's the only teams, there's a few more bad teams, I think in the AFC to me, the bad teams are the, you know, the, the jets, the Jaguars and the dolphins. And maybe the Bengals, but I actually think on paper the Bengals could be pretty pretty frisky, especially with with Burrow. Um, and if any of those teams make the playoffs, like something crazy kind of happened. Then after that, you know, I, I think I think people got a shot. It's it's weird to think of an AFC East where the Patriots are just not going to be the favorites. The Bills are going to be the favorites, which is wild. Uh, my last question, Greg. I appreciate you for coming on. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of the uh, rookie quarterbacks, but I mean, are you Joe Burrow or Tua? Like, who, who, who kind of floats you? You know, makes tickles your fancy a little more. <laughs> uh, I guess Burrow, just because he's healthy. You know, it's like I, I'm not. It worries me when you're like talking about a, a, you know, the number one overall pick and he's 24 years old. I feel like that gets lost a little bit that he's playing against some guys that are like four years younger than him, five years younger than him. I mean, that, that is a massive difference. But when people compare him to Andy Dalton, it's like Andy Dalton is not making the plays on the move and out of structure. <laughs> Joe Burrow. People are doing that? Yeah, people are like, well, in a worst case scenario, he's kind of like, a, you know, an Alex Smith maybe and Andy Dalton. And I sort of get the Alex Smith a little bit if you if you put it in a, yourself in a 2006 – you know, mindset, but man, this guy is so athletic and it, it like, it was just an uncanny season. You're just worried. Like, 
I don't know uh, that the ceiling isn't quite as high as you would you would like. But but Tua Tua doesn't seem far behind. What so uh, Ryan kind of tweeted or tweeted about this like. Do we even have a feel for like what Zach Taylor does on offense? Like even after a full NFL season. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, initially they looked like they were just trying to do what the Rams were doing, and then uh, you know they they mixed it up a little bit more. Andy Dalton actually looked okay for he, a couple games. He really but... like, there's some games where I saw him and I was like, oh, like he's he's fine. Like he's 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 at the Dalton scale. Like it's yeah, you know, to their in their defense, they were ravaged by injuries, and it's like, yeah, you're probably not going to win if you're the Bengals without Andy Dalton and AJ Green. Like, you're probably going to look like a flaming, you know, pile of I don't know. Are we allowed to swear? But uh, on this, but uh, I mean, you know, what what are you going to do in that scenario? What do you got? You're you're the Louisiana guy, uh, Ryan. You know what, what's your what's your feel on Burrow? Oh, look, I'm not even, like, an LSU fan. You know, I, I watch a little bit of them during, you know, like, if they win, it's like, okay, cool. But it's not like I'm some LSU home. I really don't care if they win or lose. But uh, I just when I studied him, I was just like, every time I watch him, I just feel like he has the key traits that win in the NFL. Like, your arm yep. strength and all that stuff, yeah, that's okay, yeah. But, you know, managing the pocket, you know, uh, analyzing, looking, you know, standing behind and reading the field, the entire field, not just half of it, you know, going through progressions, you know, the uh, anticipation, putting the ball in front of the wide receiver so he can get the, you know, yards after catch, you know, reading the safety, just all those little things that like every, like the quarterbacks that really do last in the league, he just showed it, you know what I'm saying? And, yep. I mean, and, Tua, and Tua did too, to a certain extent, but Tua, not that it's a knock on him, but he he was just so safe in that system. He's so protected. Everything was just work. Everything worked around us in his system. Where Burrow, his offensive line wasn't really great, and he had to be creative in the pocket a lot and kind of create on the move. So I I just kind of itched towards him, but I really love Tua too. Like I think Tua, if he's like stays healthy, I think he's going to be a stud too. I just he's like a Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. Kind of yeah, like, mix. Just, yeah. So I like both of them, but I just kind of I would sway towards the Burrow side a little bit. I, I just hope he succeeds with the uh, Bengals. I know everybody trashes the Bengals and Mike Brown and all that, but I'd just love to see them, you know, get a great quarterback and you know, ball out. Yeah, I I used to love their team. Like that was the first. That was when I realized like I could like other teams other than the Patriots. I think it was just covering the league, but I love their mid. Uh, 2005 teams with Carson Palmer and oh, yeah. and I and I loved I loved them uh, kind of the second iteration of that too uh, like, you know the early early part of last decade and even some of the Andy yeah. Dalton teams you, you want those fans to get something I'm with you that to me they're very similar types of players uh, seeing the whole field getting rid of the ball really quick to his release I, I think one of the reasons that it looks like the system is so good and the system is so good but it's because Tua had it mastered so early. And I think that's mm. the things that, that people talk about um, that I've talked to and listened to. And, and, and you can see it in the game too, is that he, he processes and sees, you know, all four receivers and things so quickly. And he has such a quick release and everything is just very quick. And it's kind of a hard thing. I don't think I'm, I'm not good enough. Like, 
grinding film and knowing what the quarterback sees to really to really be able to truly appreciate that because you have to just kind of trust the, the people that do know it but yeah. that's where he gets the comparisons to breeze and that you're right that is kind of what makes you successful in the nfl the only thing is the injuries i mean three surgeries is is no joke i feel like the oh. other two an- two ankle surgeries kind of got lost in the shuffle because because yeah. you're thinking about the hip but that that's a worry. That's a worrisome fact. Other than that, he seems about as safe to be like a solid above average starting quarterback at worst as just about, as about anyone. I mean, Burrow seems to me like a higher upside and, and maybe a little higher risk just because he was like older and it was one yeah. year and you just haven't seen it as much as you saw it with Tua. Um, so we, we, we asked you all the hard hitting football questions. I'm going to, the last one I have for you is, How's the beard coming along, Greg? Quarantine beard? We're we all here? Yeah, it's happening. I mean, we all we all decided to do it on around the NFL. How you look? I don't know. Like I'm kind of, I don't know. Now I'm already sick of it. I was ha- I was enjoying not having a beard, but we we agreed to do it like as a foursome. So it's happening right now. Uh, we got to talk about Mark. He's looking like Tech Krasinski a little bit. We got to. I don't know how. <laughs> how we all have to, I feel. I feel like that fits the brand, though. You know, that's, <laughs> that's sort of that's perfect. Um, that's my God, Mark's my God. Mark, Mark's hilarious. Um, but we thank you for coming on. Um, you, you are like you. You don't. You're not a part of hashtag Saints Twitter, but I feel like you're a member by proxy of you know you're you know you're kind of close enough to it, so you're an unofficial member of hashtag Saints Twitter. Um, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal. List all his work. Read his article. When's the, what's the last article that you, that you that you did that was worth something? Oh damn, <laughs> damn. I mean, I know I was rambling on a little bit, but shit. I mean, you can't you can't <laughs> people on and just come at them like that. Um, I am writing every night of the draft. I had a, some good oh. GM rankings. I gave your boy Mickey. The last thing I wrote was good, actually. It was uh, some GM rankings. Those, yeah. those take a long time. And I gave your boy – I finally decided to just give Mickey Loomis some love for, for all the, the financial jujitsu he's done <laughs> over the years. And it's given Peyton and Ireland some love, too, because if, if I'm going to say they got the best roster in the league and – they are the best team in the NFL on balance over the last three years, which is weird, weird to think because they haven't been in a, a, a Super Bowl, but they have been the best over the last three years, like combined. Like if you took them all, adding them up, um, you got to give Loomis, you got to give Loomis some love. And, and the Pelicans are still in New Orleans. What, what are the- <laughs> that, that Jeff Ireland text that he sent Loomis. During the senior, <laughs> during the senior bowl, it's like the best text in history. Like, <laughs> um, so I know you're gonna be crazy busy tomorrow. Um, so obviously, listen, listen to the recap of you know the Around the NFL podcast, recapping the draft. Um, what's your guys' schedule coming for the next couple of days? Mm. I'm I'm liking it. I mean, we I'm watching a draft at home for the first time. Oh, it's the best. In a long time. It's the best. I'm I'm trying to think when the last time would have been, um, but it would have been a long, long time ago, maybe about 2006 or so. So uh, (laughs) I'm going to have graduated high school. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I used to go in New York. I think I actually, I think I went to the, to the draft that year. I think it was probably 2005, but uh, 
I'm going to have my kids watch it, and I'm going to be writing a column at the end, and then we, we got the podcast uh, every night right afterwards. My kids are into it. They love football. Are you guys going to continue doing a daily podcast? Because, I mean, you're spoiling us, man. Like, I listen to it every morning when I start Ooh. work. I play Dang, it. You know, really? Yeah, it's like, I'm, I, after the draft, it's like, there's nothing, man. Like, <laughs> I'm anything to talk about. Tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have been wondering, like, I wouldn't expect anyone to even be listening all the time because I have less time to listen to podcasts now. I think that's true for a lot of people because they're not in their cars as much or on trains. But I think we're we're half doing it. One because it's fun, but just you know to have something to do and it's it is fun to do. I don't know if we're gonna do daily after the draft, but we have not uh, we have not crossed that that the bridge just yet. We we thought, hey, let's do it at least until the draft. Now that it looks like we might have a couple you know more months of this, it's like okay, we gotta. <laughs> well thank you so much again for coming on greg uh we'll you know we'll be in touch and so again you can follow greg on twitter at greg rosenthal ryan thank you for joining me as always man having fun getting right here just chopping it up a bit talking about football talking about the saints you can follow on ryan on twitter at that boy wolf don't follow me on twitter because i'll probably block you um and with that we're out when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.